Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's the Autosport Podcast. We review the new documentary film Williams. Warning contains spoilers. Welcome to the first and a new kind of an Autosport podcast, the Autosport podcast film review, we might call it. My name is Ed Straw, the editor-in-chief of Autosport, and I'm joined by Lawrence Barreto, our F1 correspondent, and we're going to have a look at the Williams film, simply titled Williams. It's out on general release in the UK on August the 4th, and I think there's previews around the place starting from August the 1st. Williams is probably not the film everyone thinks it was. It's certainly not the film I thought it was when I went in to see it. It's a documentary film, and I would say the documentary film form is something that people don't go to enough in cinemas. So if you're thinking about just catching this on TV or something, I'd say if you can get to a cinema to see it, go and see it. So it's basically the tale of Frank Williams, the Williams team, a family story more than a racing story, isn't it, Lawrence? Definitely. I think they they really made the decision to focus on the family, to focus on Sir Frank, to focus on his wife, uh, Lady Virginia, uh, to focus on Claire Williams, uh, and also including her brother Jonathan as well. And I think it's it is a family story. It's a really it's quite a heartwarming story as they kind of go through the film. 
one of the highlights I think for me is that it's based on uh, the book that Lady Virginia Williams wrote, A Different Kind of Life. That gives it a good thread all the way through the movie. But the key, I think, is uh, these tapes that they found, Ed. Um, They recount Lady Virginia Williams sitting down with a close friend of hers and just discussing how she feels at the time. Well, this is the amazing thing for me. These audio recordings made by Pamela Cockerell. The book's actually credited Virginia Williams with Pamela Cockerell. And I didn't know these tapes existed. And obviously, Ginny Williams died in 2013. So she couldn't be part of it. But it's almost, for me, felt like a star reveal in the film. It's like, wow. And then you've got this extra character there who ties the whole film together. And you've got this lovely moment in the movie where Pamela dusts off the tapes because she's got them out of this little tin box and she hasn't listened to them since the time that she recorded them. Um, and, and then we get to hear them. So it's like they're letting us in to their life. And it is, there's something quite special about just hearing hearing her voice all the way through the movie. She's basically telling the story for the filmmakers. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Part of me looks at the film title and thinks, well, you could call it Frank rather than Williams because it's about the family and Frank Williams more than it's about the race team in a way. The race team is almost more of a secondary plot element, funnily enough. But that would overshadow Ginny Williams. And in fact, there's a point in the film where Claire Williams, who's now, of course, deputy team principal at Williams, says that everyone thinks about the team as Frank Williams. But of course, her mother was just as important in terms of holding everything together. She was kind of a figure that was kind of in in the popular consciousness, marginalised to an extent. And it's great to put her front and centre, and that in turn allows you to understand Frank Williams more. But interesting point you made there, leading towards the kind of authenticity of it. That's what I really like. This isn't a, a puff piece about how wonderful the Williams team is. It's not a puff piece about how wonderful Frank Williams is. It's honest and authentic, and there's there's negatives in there as well. And I think as you watch the movie, you feel that, there are a lot of bits where they might have sat down after the edit, the first edit and thought, oh, we could take that bit out and we could take that bit out and they could take that bit out. But it feels like they've left a lot of content in. It feels like they really wanted it to come across as how they really feel, really give their honest impressions of things. And there's so many parts in the movie, I don't want to spoil it, but there's so many parts in the movie where you just feel like you're getting a real idea of what really happened. And I suppose we should just put into context a little bit the frame of reference for this film. Obviously, the Williams team, it's been celebrating 40 years in its in its current form. And obviously, the Frank Williams in Formula One story goes back into the late 1960s. But this is kind of the story of the early days of Frank Williams racing cars. The previous team, of course, had a couple of second places with Pierce Courage and Brabham's in, in 1969. Of course, there's the tragedy of Pierce Courage. And in fact, anybody who thinks that the tragedy of Ayrton Senna might be the the kind of big seismic death. It isn't. That's in there briefly, but this is not a film about that. Piers Courage is the death that really hurts Frank Williams, and that's as it should be, because that was a formative one. Piers Courage was a was a close friend. And it takes us through the rise, the rise and fall of Frank Williams racing cars and then the the rise of Williams Grand Prix engineering. People like Patrick Head and Frank Durney are there being interviewed, Nigel Mansell, Nelson Piquet. You could almost say that the film kind of ends in 1986, 1987. Obviously, it builds towards Frank Williams' accident. Peter Windsor, of course, was in the car with Frank Williams when the accident happened. So he fortunately escaped pretty much unscathed. So he's able to to tell the story. The Virginia Williams book is called A Different Kind of Life. And that's what it's about. You get these two versions of Frank Williams, the, the initial version, the athletic, the runner, the kind of indefatigable team builder, wheeler dealer. And then you have the quadriplegic version, for want of a better phrase. And it really hits home, just as the book does actually, just how incredible 
it was that Frank Williams was able to kind of come through this and still play a meaningful part in needing a Grand Prix team. And that's to the credit of his family around him, Ginny Williams in particular. They then bring in a series of really good interviewees. They got the perfect lineup. You mentioned that they had Nigel Mansell, Nelson Piquet, former drivers as well. But they also have um, his close friend, David Brody. Who He's a character. In a good way. (laughs) In a very, very good way. Um, He just adds authenticity, which we've already mentioned. Um, Just another element of authenticity in this movie where he just gives very honest accounts of what it was like to live with Frank. Uh, He talks about the days when um, Sir Frank got really depressed and he would go around to his house. Sir Frank was in his pyjamas and he's just kind of recounting these stories of how they were having a chat about what they were going to do next. Well, you can see he relates to Frank Williams just as a bloke, not as the team builder the f1 legend or anything just a a pure friend and that's what again adds to this authenticity and the thing that i like as well you mentioned the the depression period and this was actually in between the two incarnations of a williams formula one team the loss of the original team frank williams racing cars and that morphed into wolf uh, which obviously is regarded as having won its first race in 1977 it's a bit of a moot point because the team was wolf williams in 76 so it's a bit of a transition but there's a great bit on the, the Ginny Williams tapes where she said she was something like she was really angry to see that a Williams that was winning was being called a wolf. But it puts into context how difficult it was to rise again. So you've kind of got Frank sort of barely able to do anything. And then suddenly he's kind of revved up to doing this. He find, gets Patrick Head in and suddenly they're winning the British Grand Prix in 1979 with Clay Regazzoni, which is this great, great moment. And obviously us watching it and probably most people listening to this podcast know what's going to happen. You know they're going to win the British Grand Prix. You know Alan Jones leads. You know the car fails. You know Clay Regazzoni wins. And you know they go on to win a run of races in the middle of that year. But it's still this triumphant moment that you're delighted by. And I think that's to the credit of the filmmaking. And it is that feeling in you know, your summit where you get those butterflies where you want to feel the excitement that they're feeling. And you know it's using the music and the pictures and and the the action to really get that across. The other thing that really impresses me in this movie is uh, the way that Claire Williams comes across. If you've ever seen her interviewed on telly or ha- spent any time with her, she's clearly very knowledgeable, but she she's very guarded in, in her the way that she comes across and she wants to protect herself and the team. But in this movie, I feel that she opens herself up across all forms. So the way that she talks about her father and her mother and her, her relationship with her brother. So I just feel in this movie, she really comes out of her shell, I guess, in some ways. And we see some brilliant clips of her watching say the action there was the moment in the Mexican Grand Prix when Kimi and Valtteri clashed and you get her very natural reaction to that incident one that you would expect a deputy team principal to come across but we didn't see this on the on the live pitches at the time so I think she's one of the real strong points of this film. I think like you say Claire in public and on the record she's very careful to portray a, a certain image and that's not to say that her public persona is a problem. It's what you have to be. You have to be on message and on brand, etc., etc. But it's fantastic to see that human side. And that, that's what I, I like in it. And I think it's great the character of these people comes across. You know, Patrick Head, while he's a critical character in, in Williams and the importance of what he did is recognised in the film and he, and he is interviewed, he's not kind of a star of the film. There's this wonderful bit when Frank Durney, who of course was a very significant aerodynamicist at, at Williams, he was a big part in the, particularly the early years of Williams Grand Prix Engineering, the, the, the second team, you might call it. And he's talking about a particularly forthright message from Patrick Head given to Nigel Mansell over the radio. And the great thing is they seem to have found footage from the other side of the pit straight into the pit lane 
with Patrick Head delivering that very message. And it's quite uh, it's quite enthusiastically delivered, shall we say. It's just brilliant, because that's another thing in this film. There's some great footage. You know, there's not much racing footage in it. It's not It's not that film. It's not like the Senna movie in that regard. But there's some great footage in it. And the, the thing I like is the, the different pillars they build a film on. Visually, you've got the archive footage, so you've got some on-track stuff. There's not vast amounts of that. You've got the, the talking head interviews. You've also got these quite subtle little recreations. So you've got a, a recreation of Frank Williams supposedly lying in the hospital, and it's kind of always done from a distance, like from the next room. And the same when there's bits with Ginny Williams talking, and that's taken from the next room. They're very unobtrusive. They're kind of placeholders to fill things there isn't footage of, but they don't become, as I think they would have done in the hands of lesser filmmakers, the centrepiece. They're just very, very discreet, subtle bits allowing you to focus on the story. And the same with the recreation of the of the accident. It's not kind of a, a Hollywood recreation by any stretch of the imagination, but it works and it maintains the flow really nicely. Those three parts that you just mentioned are very central to the movie, so it's important that they, they put those in. But also they, they treated them with respect, I guess. I think the way that you, as you go through the movie and you've got those different elements, the interviews, the reconstructions, the archive footage... It just keeps you on your toes. You know, they never hang on too long on any of those elements, and it's stitched together beautifully. I think there may be some who watch it, certainly of autosport listeners, I should say. I was going to say readers. There's references to what happens later on. Obviously, early in the film, Jack Villeneuve appears, and he's right. There's the Williams, last world champion, and Frank Williams says, yeah, it's been a bit of a long time, isn't it? All this to that effect. But it's not about Damon Hill. It's not really about Nigel Mansell, although he is in it, and his world championship. It's not about... Jack Villeneuve. It's not about the decline and the the sort of rise to somewhere back near the top that we've seen in recent years. So it's not a it's not a documentary in the encyclopedia entry form of the word, is it? No, it, they just focus uh, really on the family side. They've stuck to that all the way through the movies. They've never tried to be more than what they've put on the tin. Uh, if you've seen the the movie poster uh, or you've seen the trailer, they very much focus on the fact it's a family film. It's, that's what the key part of this mo- this documentary film is. And I feel that when you come to the end of the movie, you leave the cinema with a, a really uplifting film, like you've really delved into the life of Williams. You mentioned right at the start of this review that Williams is a family team. And I think that's what they really try to focus on here uh, and I think they do a very good job of that well that's certainly the story they're telling isn't it with any documentary film with any film in general you're trying to build it around a set narrative and this has a very very clear idea of the story it's telling and there's plenty of documentaries that don't that are just a list of things that happened but what they've been able to do here is take the list of things that happened decide what's important for this film and then draw it out it's not absolutely perfect but there's a couple of tiny bits where maybe you could say you don't really need that bit. But this this is tiny criticism. I think it works really, really well. And actually, the thing I'm really fascinated to see is how it plays with a normal audience, shall we say. Obviously, there's different stages of audience. We're both very familiar with the story. We know a lot of the characters in it, having dealt with them professionally. So we have a slightly different relationship with the film to that that others would have. An autosport reader slash listener would have a different relationship because they will know the story as we did, although they won't know directly those involved. They'll know them through their kind of public personas and I imagine it'll work really well for them. The key question is how it'll work for the the neutral audience, shall we say, that don't necessarily know the Williams story, that, that maybe know it's a successful Grand Prix team perhaps. But I think it'll be fascinating to see how it plays. And I think it'll play well because I think it's just a good piece of filmmaking. 
Uh, I do like the documentary form, and it's it's fantastic to see documentaries that are good in cinemas. It will work for people. I think if you go in there knowing that it's not a movie about the racing team, about their results, about, like you said, a chronological history of the team, and you're a general film fan, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's got great interviewees. It's got great footage. It's got some... Uh, it's got the tapes that really hold the whole film together if you can go in there and just sit back and relax and just enjoy it i think you you will come out thinking this that was really worth my time i think it'll definitely have an impact on people good films should elicit a response an emotional response and i think this is a very involving and, and quite captivating film actually and again it took me completely by surprise i didn't expect this to be that way i thought it was going to just be isn't williams wonderful here's what williams is doing now but there's a little bit of contemporary williams at the start and then it moves into the the real story and that's the credit of bafta winning morgan matthews who's the director and he's also credited as an executive producer on this i think probably the best thing we can say is that if you do a comparison with the gold standard for formula one documentary films which is senna I would say, and this is somebody who really likes Senna, I've seen it many times, seen it in the cinema, got it on DVD, so it's, it's, a, it's a great piece of work. I actually think Williams, astonishingly, probably surpasses that. Ed, you know what? I think I agree with you. Senna is a brilliant movie. I've seen it several times. I've also got it on DVD. Um, but I think Williams does edge it. There were so many elements in it that I was surprised by, and I think having gone into both films knowing the story the fact that I came out of that movie and felt that I enjoyed it and there were so many elements of uh, surprises or content that I hadn't known existed uh, I just felt that that that's what really put it above center for me the difference is the authenticity which is the word I keep using of Williams against kind of the myth making of Senna that's not to say that the Senna film isn't largely true there's plenty of truth in it but it, it is very much the story of Senna the hero isn't it and I think the thing I like with this is Frank Williams is there. It's kind of warts and all, isn't it? There are some negatives there. There's there's bad bits to it, not just the the accident being bad, but just like human beings are, we're a mixture of the good and the bad, aren't we? And it's the and it's the existence of the bad and the acknowledgement of the bad that makes the good that bit more real. And I think that's the point, isn't it? That like I'm going to use that word as well, authenticity, uh, and just the movie feeling real. I think that just comes across throughout the movie. When you go and see it, I hope that you get the same kind of buzz that we got when we saw it. Exactly, that's what it was. We saw it at a preview screening with a bunch of Formula One people, some familiar faces people will know from both journalism and, and television, and everybody was, was very positive about it and quite moved by it. It made a, it made a connection. It's a, it's a movie that drags you in and gets you involved. I guess the thing I really like is just as a bit of filmmaking, they've got contemporary images, etc. And it's just a wonderful moment where they're talking about Frank Williams and the quote is about how he'll, he'll keep doing this until he dies. And there's this wonderful shot in the garage. I think it might be Singapore in his chair in the garage and they're working on the car and he's sort of gradually sort of falling asleep as you do. And they're talking about how he's going to keep doing this. And then the engine fires up and he wakes up and it's just a lovely lovely shot and just really really nicely used and that's kind of what you've got the the visuals linking really well with what's being said with the narrative and I think it's just a a very very good piece of work so I'd urge everybody to go and see it. how easy is this going to be to see Lawrence obviously some of the documentary films you have to hunt out of it I'm quite keen on going to the cinema myself and there's some areas where I have to work quite hard to find a screening 
I think if you can, definitely go see it on the big screen. It will be doing previews across three days from the 1st of August. It will be in over 100 cinemas across the country. You'll be able to see it on Curzon Home Cinema. It will eventually make its way onto Netflix as well. And I think that's a great thing because it's going to open it up to so many people access-wise. And then I think it's general cinema release from August the 4th. Yep, so go and see it. And if you can go and see it at a a Curzon Cinema, I'm a big fan of Curzon Cinema. And in fact, it's Curzon Artificial Eye that have have done the distribution on this film so they're very very heavily involved and it'll be available on Curzon Home Cinema so before you head out to buy your tickets for a screening of Williams don't forget to check out autosport.com for all the latest news and reports and features on F1 and the world of motorsport obviously our plus subscriber section has all sorts of in-depth analysis and features and interviews that you can get your teeth into Autosport magazine is out every Thursday and if you enjoy our podcast please subscribe free via iTunes and various other podcast platforms Thanks for joining us. We'll be back soon with another Autosport podcast. Music is 6am by Trilo. Written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com forward slash Trilo Music. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.